I'm Crystal. And I'm Sheena. And this is the Lifestyle of the Weird and Interesting Podcast. Conversations you won't find in Life's Handbook. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the Lifestyle of the Weird and Interesting Podcast. We wish you a happy new year. It's 2024 and we are now in season two of the podcast. So this will be categorized as season two, episode one. And today myself and Sheena are talking about goals for the new year. So for 2024 and the, I was going to say, I couldn't read my notes. Astrology. I was going to say astrological. And then I was saying astrology and then my brain buffered. And anyway, so <laughs> astrology forecast for 2024. Yes. I'm very excited to talk about this. All of these things are totally at both of our alleys because we're Capricorns and this is how we live our lives. But I'm very excited to talk about some of the changes that are coming because there's some really big stuff that's happening in 2024. So let's start Ooh. with your notes. Okay. Well, first I want to mention as it's Capricorn season, you just had your birthday Yes. and my birthday is coming up here. Let's see when this goes live. I think the week after is my birthday. Yeah. So very exciting stuff. So I just did a quick Google search and I pulled up today.com because that seemed more reliable than like a magazine website for Capricorn. It says, we will continue to climb mountains, which sounds right for us because we're always trying to climb that ladder. Um, but something that I can relate to, especially after the end of 2023 that I've had, is it says to be there for your friends and family and kind of pay back the kindness that has been given to you from the previous year, which is really mm -hmm. fitting for me because I've had a lot of friends and family really show up for me the last well all of like 2023 really so i think that's a really nice message to carry forward in the new year and then i also looked up my rising sign so my moon and rising if you haven't listened to the zodiac um our zodiac uh episode which is, i think it's like episode two of the podcast mm -hmm. i am pisces moon and rising so i looked up pisces and this one was interesting as well it says longing for a change of scenery but more in the home so like change mm. your home environment which i actually do plan to do next year so Absolutely. i'm like okay that's awesome like i could start planning like painting wallpaper like new furniture really yeah. make it more cozy and more of a home now that like we're married like my partner and i got married so like i can make it more just homey and comfy and cozy. So I'm really excited for that. That's awesome. I'm so excited to see how all of that shows up for you. I will just add one small addition to all of that, which is I will challenge you that in the next year you are open to receiving the help that's going to come yeah. from everybody because you're probably still going to have people coming through like wrapping up kind of that energetic stuff for the end of the year that you've really had to reach out and like rely on other people that's still mm -hmm. going to continue to come in. So make sure that you're open to that. But I think you've done such a good job this year of like just allowing people to be there for you. I know that that's a really humbling experience, but I think that it's been really cool to observe. It's been hard. I mean, 
even as we're recording this, even this week, I've really struggled with, you know, feeling like a burden and feeling like I'm just relying on people too much. But it's different now because, you know, my friends have reminded me like, well, we're family, you know, and my now husband yeah. is like, I married you for a reason. Like, it's not mm -hmm. a tit for tat. It's you, I, I'm showing up for you. And when the time comes, the time and place, like you'll show up for me. And it was just like a really nice reminder. So mm -hmm. I, I appreciate that feedback because it is something like I've come to, well, I won't say I've come to accept, but I'm trying to accept the help. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, accepting it still in the future is good. So. Yeah, for sure. Let's talk a little bit about the numerology of this year. So in order to get this number, we calculate a couple of things, right? You can calculate your own personal life path number. You can calculate what number your year personally is going to be. And then you can calculate what the actual year is going to be. And 2024 is a year of eight. So last year we were kind of in a seven. Um, seven is associated with the chariot card in the tarot and that can feel like a lot of momentum. It feels like a lot of chaos sometimes, um, like things are kind of getting away from you. There's a lot of mixed emotions that kind of come in with that. And seven is really a growth year. There's a lot of growing that takes place in that. So eight is going to be very interesting. We're going to see a lot of those themes kind of continue to carry over into 2024, which we'll talk about when we get into the astrology of all of this. Um, but for right now, I think it's just important to know that the eight year is kind of an, a year of abundance. Like it's a year about allowing the growth to carry you where you're meant to be. And also, didn't you just get the chariot tattoo? I sure did. 2023. Yes. Which is amazing. It actually is associated with cancer, which is my rising sign, which we've talked uh -huh. about on the podcast before. Um, and I did, I'll post a photo of the tattoo. It turned out really good. I love it. Um, but I, I made that comment to my friend <laughs> that got, uh, she got a moon tattoo because she's also Pisces rising. And love it. Um, she, she was laughing because I was like, I'm getting the chariot tattooed in a chariot year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> funny, but anyway. <laughs> That's amazing. So, yeah, the chariot. I'm actually looking through one of my, um, or uh, not Oracle, my tarot deck. It's mm -hmm. the Oak, Ash, and Thorn. And I'm trying to find, I mean, I shuffled them. So, of course, they're a hot mess. Okay. Uh, Strength is number eight, which it, 2024, right? So it depends. Are you counting oh. the fool as a zero or are you mm. counting the fool as a one? I have a Well, Google tells me it's strength. <laughs> so. Give me a second. I've got a spreadsheet for that. <laughs> good old Google. Uh, I have this for, I have this for Patreon. Yeah. Um, so eight. Yes, it is strength. So we're going to be in a strength year. That might feel a little bit scary. There is going to be a theme of like taming that inner beast. That's really mm. what I often read strength as. But it's also like knowing that you have your own back. 
and knowing mm -hmm. that the universe is always putting things in your path exactly as they're meant to be, right? So sometimes it's really hard, and I'm so guilty of this, that when things show up in our sphere or in our awareness, a lot of times we will get into that space of like resisting it or thinking like, one, we're unworthy, which is the biggest bullshit lie we ever tell ourselves, right? <laughs> like yep. that, oh, I don't deserve this. Like the universe wouldn't give it to you if you didn't deserve it. It's true. And also we get stuck in that headspace of like, but what does it mean? Right. Mm. Maybe that's just a me thing. Maybe it's a Capricorn thing, but um, I tend to kind of get stuck there. And I think some of that, um, as we've talked before about um, human design is that open head. Right. Anyway, I have like a tendency to resist that in some way. Um, and it's, it's kind of interesting, like how creative my ego gets about resisting yep. these things that show up. <laughs> yep. So just be aware, you know, as things come in and kind of start showing up for you as an individual, be able to watch for that and see what kind of things you are up against and, and what's coming through as support. And then just do your best not to resist that. The more you surrender to the flow of what's happening, the easier things go. And it's so much less stress on your body. Right. And I will mention, too, the strength card is associated with Leos, and we yes. know a lot of Leos yes. in both <laughs> of our lives. For some reason, us Capricorns gravitate towards Leos. And I think of the Moonchild Tarot by Danielle Noel that it has this, like, beautiful woman with a lion mm -hmm. and the lion is just like massive and it, it definitely embodies like strength, courage, yes. um, the meaning for strength and Oak, Ash and Thorn tarot deck is courage, self-control and fortitude. Mm -hmm. I think it's such a great card for this coming year because I feel like the last three years since we had the pandemic, we are trying, I feel like a lot of us are mentally trying to rebuild and while COVID is still a thing, it's not the the global thing. Like we're all shut down. Like none. Yeah. Of, like we're we're rebuilding from that. We're trying to get back out into the world and go out with our friends. And you know, like a rebuild lot of people lives. rebuild our lives. Like yeah. I went through a breakup during the pandemic. Like it was yeah. horrible. But I also met my now husband during the pandemic. Like. Yeah. You know, like, it's just this, like, crazy life-altering time in our lives that I feel like is a once-in-a-generation thing, maybe. I don't know. But we yeah. lived it and we survived it. And I think, like I said, we're trying to, like, rebuild. And I think the strength card for 2024 is absolutely perfect for where we're at. Yeah, I think so, too. So have you calculated your personal year card for this year? I did. Uh, and if my math is correct, which math is the worst thing, worst subject I'm at. <laughs> um, if I did it right, it's the Wheel of Fortune. Oh, yes. that's very exciting. Yes. And I have that the Wheel of Fortune in tarot, it's the 10th card. And that means destiny, fortune, success, elevation, luck, felicity, 
change and new perspectives mold the past into new prospects for the future, moving forward with creative communication. And going back to Oak, Ash, and Thorn, that it a uh, wheel of fortune means karma, fate and destiny, and a turning point. And usually it's like a wheel of some sort mm -hmm. and it's all good things. So yes. I'm excited. It is. The thing that I think becomes the challenge a lot of times is as you're going through your year, there is a tendency just because of the energy of what this card can mean. There is a tendency to like resist those things. And when we do that again, like I was talking before, if you're in that position of kind of pushing against those or not being able to accept it, you actually will invert the energy of that and you'll fall into the shadow pattern, which is it's going to feel like the wheel is running you over. Right. <laughs> so remind yourself, like I would say, if you're going to calculate this for yourself, remind yourself of all the positive sides of what each of these energies can be. And as you see yourself starting to fall into the shadow, sit with it. I'm never going to tell you to like bypass what you're experiencing because that's not helpful, but sit with it and see why that's showing up and what is that here to teach you and as you learn that lesson you'll find that that energy just writes itself again we can mm -hmm. like i said before in previous episodes we can visit those dark scary shadow places we just don't live there right right we don't right. set up camp we just visit there go through what we need to go through and then we come back to whatever is like home base for you exactly yeah and coming out of a hermit year in 2023 my card was the hermit. So that's reflection, contemplation, introspection, definitely mm -hmm. a true card for 2023. So I'm excited to see what new opportunities arise out of 2024. Yeah, I think that's going to be really cool to see. So my card for 2023 was temperance. I know it's balance. Like there's, there's a lot of allowing things to kind of just show up and then taking the middle ground perspective. And I feel like I've yeah. had to do that a lot this year. It's also the card of Sagittarius, which is interesting because I have a Capricorn stellium in the seventh house. The seventh house mm -hmm. is the house of Sagittarius. Oh. Um, so I carry a lot of that Sagittarian energy anyway. I've had people often mistake me as a Sagittarius, which is kind of yeah. funny that they get to know me. <laughs> So I think that that's kind of where that shows up. Um, I did a ton of travel this year and I don't yeah, really I get to do that. So that was really cool that that came in. There was a lot of patience mm. and moderation that had to take place in my life this year. And at the beginning of the year, I like to pick a focus. It's not necessarily a resolution and we'll discuss that a little bit, but my focus was balance, like wanting to find, I wanted to lean into the uncomfortable space mm -hmm. of what this card means to me. Because for me, like patience is a big struggle. I've always had a really hard time with that. I like to move very quickly and patience doesn't allow me to do that. So yeah, it was just kind of leaning into that space that felt really foreign and uncomfortable to me. And through that, like I've learned a lot of really powerful things. And I love that. That's been yeah. really cool. Um, it's also shown me that I need to slow down. Yeah. That's been, <laughs> that's been the message I've received multiple times this year is like slow down. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and and when I've felt it, I've leaned into it, and it's been kind of amazing. Good. I mean, it was a hard year. The yeah. cherry was never fun, but <laughs> but it's okay. Um, so this year, I'm actually going into a devil year, which is the card Ooh. of Capricorn. Um, yes, it is. The devil is about overextending and indulgence mm-hmm. and, and paying attention to those things. And it's kind of funny because they've already started coming in to what I'm aware of. But it's also like, where do you hold yourself back? Mm-hmm. And man, that's a son of a bitch. Yeah. I've been sitting with it for a week. And I'm just like, shit, like I have a lot of work to do around where I hold myself back. I know it seems like just listening, you know, to the podcast and not knowing me in real life, not that I'm any different in real life, but <laughs> I think that it's really easy to hear somebody's voice and the way they talk. And and I seem very, I'll say unrestrained <laughs> in in like how I talk about things, but there's a lot that goes on that I really hold myself back from. I don't allow myself to step into. And I had an experience with that just today. Um, Mm -hmm. Just feeling a lot of fear and like constriction in my body and like what is going on and like I'm I'm so unsure. And there is like, I feel like the ego always shows up and, and teaches us to doubt things. And it always says to us the things that we heard as young people from like a parent or somebody we respected and and like mine is always don't be weird you know like don't 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 make it weird like don't be weird about things and and I'm always going to be weird and I just have to I have to accept that but I also just want to embrace that and like not hide that part of myself and I want to let all of that out but yeah. then there's this element of like the fifth line right where I'm wrestling this cuz I'm like mm. so um yeah, I have I have some good work to do this year, but I'm kind of excited about it. I think it's good. Be- <laughs> yeah, I mean, we literally have weird in our podcast name, so well, weird yes. is okay. <laughs> like you're already embracing weird. Just yeah, like, but I I get it. Like I've actually this last week have been really struggling with that voice in my head. Yeah. Telling me some pretty mean things about myself. And I know if there's anybody in my life talking to me this way, I wouldn't, they wouldn't be in my life anymore. So why, why is that little voice in my head being so mean? And that's something that I've had to like, really just work, you know, I had to go through it. I had to go through the Mm -hmm. storm and have my moment, talk to my therapist about it. And (laughs) come out the other side of it. But that little that little ego voice, man, it's it's a bugger. Yeah. Not very nice. Mm-mm. Most of the time. But I have learned that the more I give it a space to speak up and listen to what it has to say and then like say thank you, mm-hmm. the less it yells at me. So, right. you know, yeah. it's it's a process. We just have to go through layers of figuring out what the best process for how we exist as individuals is. And I I love having, you know, this kind of lens to take a look at it, right? To be able to look at it through things like numbers and and, um, knowing the archetypes of the tarot and being able to reflect on what those represent and then have that be kind of a theme for the year. Mm -hmm. So let's dive in to the astrology 
for this next year. And I'm so jazzed about this. First, I really want to plug uh, Jesse Eccles. If you don't know who she is, I'm going to link her in the show notes. I have been a member of her community for the last year. I've taken multiple classes from her this year through, you know, learning the balance and how to understand and how to sit with the things that come up naturally with what my chart looks like in my own energies. I've never met someone who teaches the way she teaches. And she teaches in a way that makes it really digestible and super easy. And she's her classes are super affordable. So if anybody wants to dive in and learn more about themselves, she has a class called Foundations. It covers gene keys, human design, and astrology. If you're not interested in learning that much, that can be a lot to bite off. Um, and you just want to learn astrology, she has a community. It's a monthly thing, and you can stay as long as you need to. Um, I don't think I'll ever leave because it means that much to me. I absolutely love it. It's someplace I will never have a problem investing in anything that she puts out because her content is so good. I share her stuff all the time. Absolutely adore the way that she runs her classes. And um, I did take her course on the forecast for 2024. So a lot of the way that we're going to discuss this will come from the information that I learned from that class. Some of it also is going to come from basic things that you can Google. Um, you can also look up cheat sheets for this stuff. Uh, there's a lot of different things. Um, in the Patreon community that I have, I'm going to be sharing a lot more in depth on this. So if this is interesting to you, uh, the link is always in the show notes. You're welcome to join. You can join for your first week for free and see if it's something that resonates with you or not. So. 2024. We have some pretty big stuff happening. And if you don't know what any of this means, it's totally fine. You can look up cheat sheets. You can write in and ask us questions and I'll cover more of it in depth if you want to know how it affects you specifically. I also have some mini chart readings that are available. You can book those. They're about 45 minutes and we can dive into transits and look at how the next year is going to affect you specifically. So now that I'm done plugging all of that, <laughs> let's dive into the meat of all of this because it is interesting. So for 2024, the main things that we're going to start seeing is we do kind of have this new era that's going to emerge, right? We know that Pluto shifted from Capricorn into Aquarius for just a moment last year, and we kind of got a little bit of a peek at what that's going to look like. So Pluto is currently retrograde in Capricorn as we're recording this, but it's going to shift into Aquarius and it will stay there until the year 2044. So we've got Ooh. some long time coming with all this Aquarian energy in Pluto. There's a lot of transformation that's going to be happening there. We also have this mass collective consciousness that's developing, which is really interesting. And this comes along with this huge spiritual awakening. We've kind of seen some waves of that that have shown up, right? Like over the last two years, I've seen a ton of people who have left um, their original faith, who have transitioned into sometimes a much, a much farther end of the spectrum, right? Like they could come from like a fundamental faith and then shift into atheism. 
Um, and then that pendulum will gradually start to swing back at some point potentially. So there's a lot of stuff that's happening in the realm of like spirituality. We also have a lot of developments with technology that are coming simply because mm -hmm. of some of these placements. Um, okay. There's a lot of individual personal growth and figuring out like who we are as individuals and how do we play off the rest of the world and the inverse of that as well. Like how does the world play off, play off of our energy? So this is going to be very interesting. So keep your awareness on that. Codependent relationships are going to be coming up a lot Ooh. in the next year. Um, if you're in one that you feel might be a little codependent, you're going to see light shed on the areas that really are. And you're going to be given a lot of opportunities to either work through that or find something that better suits your needs. We're going to continue to see a lot of the old structures that we have as a society in the Western world. Those are going to continue to kind of fall apart. Mm. Um, I have mentioned this before, maybe not on the podcast, but in conversation that we're experiencing kind of like the death bellow of capitalism. Mm. And as that continues to happen, you're going to see people who are really in... I guess like what's the best way to say this people who are really in like the fortunate side of capitalism they're going to come back and try to grab all the breadcrumbs that they can to keep as much for themselves as possible so be aware of that um we also have a lot of shifts in the way things are communicated that are coming so that could be media that could be social media that could be the news channels there's a lot of ways that we get information and the way that that comes to us is changing Mm -hmm. We're also going to see some shifting in finances. There's something financially that's like brewing here. And it's really hard to say, like, because of the astrology, we can definitely take a look at that and say, oh, like, you know, these are the themes. But it's impossible to tell exactly how that's going to play out because we all have free will, right? Right. Like, we can still make choices. So I don't know what people are going to choose, but I can tell what themes are going to be present. Mm -hmm. um, so major events. Let's talk about those for a second. We have some major, major eclipses that are coming. These are going to be on the Libra Aries axis, but we also have one in Pisces, which is mm -hmm. interesting because we do have some retrograde stuff kind of happening. So the North Node is going to be conjunct Aries. It's the first sign of the Zodiac. It's very similar to the Fool card in Tarot. There's a lot of youthful energy that comes with Aries. And if you know somebody who's an Aries or you're familiar with the archetype, there also is a little bit like it's a fire sign and there's a little bit of like reactivity, you know, that takes place. Yeah. In that. So mm -hmm. North Node being conjunct Chiron, that means these two planets well, planets, this north node of the moon and Chiron, the asteroid, are sitting in nearly the same position. So a lot of destiny is going to be playing out with this. And Chiron represents the unhealed wound, right? Mm -hmm. The thing that's interesting about this is that this is going to be taking place in human design gate 51, which is the gate of shock. Ooh. Yes. So be prepared because some things are going to show up that might be a little bit shocking. Mine's um, not defined, so... No, maybe you're I probably going to experience it very intensely. Oh, crap. I thought yeah. it was the opposite. 
Nope. If, if you have this defined in your chart, you are already familiar with the energy of it. If you do not, you're going to feel it. Oh, love that journey. Yep. Please. I don't have it either. So <laughs> we'll just hold hands and, and, you know, go in the fetal position. <laughs> My Chiron is already traumatizing enough. I don't need shock <laughs> on top of it. I know. <laughs> so we also are going to have a couple of Mercury retrogrades. And the thing that's really interesting about Mercury retrograde is it's going to be in fire signs. So it's going to be spicy this year. So, okay. For someone who only has like one fire sign in their chart, will I feel it even more or will I feel it less? You'll feel it more because you don't naturally carry that energy. I also only have like one or two fire signs. I mean, I have the seventh house, so I have a lot of stuff in there. I can be a little spicy, but you're going to feel these retrogrades for sure. And I don't know about you, but like for me, I was born during a Mercury retrograde. And so that shadow phase the week before and the week after is horrendous for me. Oh, okay. So I have one planet in the seventh house. Okay. So not much. And then I have like one fire sign. Yeah. So this year is going to feel pretty intense, I think. But I... But, okay. <laughs> Hold on. I think like 90% of people are having the same moment you're having right now. <laughs> well, I just want to go back to the Pluto in Capricorn thing because right. I thought we were supposed to like the last 15 years or whatever it is has been yes. super hard on Capricorns, which is accurate for me, like a hundred percent. My twenties were basically the worst decade of my life. So now my thirties are the new twenties and okay. it's, leaving Capricorn to go to Aquarius. But now yeah. you're saying, oh, just kidding. You're going to have like a super spicy <laughs> year. Not because of Pluto. <laughs> I know, but because of other things. So I'm yeah. not escaping the hellhole that Pluto gave me for the last 15 years. So I'm going to tell you something you don't want to hear, which is you chose this life. <laughs> no. <laughs> You chose to be here <laughs> at this exact moment. I don't know why, but we both did, and we're here <laughs> together. <laughs> okay, oh. so after we go through the fiery hellscape that's going to happen, let's talk about something green and earthy and grounded. <laughs> I'm not there yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> so <laughs> we have a Mars retrograde in Leo which is also mm -hmm. fire. Mars mm -hmm. is going to be kind of interesting, I think, retrograding in this. And we'll talk a little bit more about this as we go. We also have, so this is where it starts to get a little bit more earthy. Jupiter is going to be conjunct Uranus in Taurus. Taurus is an earth sign. It's going to be very grounding. It's going to be very supportive. It's about building foundations. And it's kind of perfect that it's showing up in this moment when we're also shifting into Aquarius with Pluto, right? We're coming out, like you said, we're coming out now and we're starting to rebuild our lives. And I can't think of anything that would be more supportive to that than these two planets being in Taurus. So I have a question. Yeah. Jupiter is in my seventh house. Okay. What does sign? that mean? Anything? Virgo. Ooh, you have Virgo in the seventh house. So the way that this will affect you is you need to look at where Taurus falls in your chart. 
I don't have Taurus. You do. Which house is it lined up with? I don't have any Taurus, so I don't know. You don't have placements in Taurus, but you still have Taurus in your chart. I'm just interested, like, to because I'm like, oh, Jupiter, that's in my fiery side or fiery house. Yeah. So what now? Okay. So, oh, Lord, this is not helpful. Oh, Hold on. Sorry. I'm going to pull up your chart. No, it's okay. That's, it's co that's co astro or co star just. It's great unless you want to look at your whole mm -hmm. chart. I just have more questions because I'm trying to escape the fiery hellscape that's going to be 2024. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's going to be that bad. I think it'll be okay. It's the Wheel of Fortune. It should be abundant. It'll be fun. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Okay. So, Taurus, for you... Ooh, it kind of overlaps with your second and third house. This is, yeah. This is transits. North node, Jupiter. 21 degrees, that's going to be in your third house. And your third house means intellect, communication, writing, and local community. So it is very in line with what your year card is. Okay, good. Yeah. I think it's fine. Like, no need to be panicked about it. So... Because I don't see Taurus uh, for any placements on CoStar. So how are yeah. you like gauging my chart? So when I work, let me explain how to read the transit, right? As we go through each of these, I'm going to explain like what degree of the sign that each of these is going to take place at. So what you do mm -hmm. is you pull up your chart, the big wheel. So co-astro, is that what, co-star. Co-star co -star doesn't have a good representation of that because it doesn't show which houses each mm -hmm. of your signs fall in. So you can look up on AstroSeek, you can use astro.com, you can use really any website. I really love the charts on AstroCharts. Um, any of those websites are going to be awesome to give you the wheel that you need to look at. So then what we're going to do is we're going to look at where the degree inside that falls. So if you have a house like yours, your Taurus sits almost smack in the middle between second house and third house. So if it's early degrees of Taurus, it's going to fall in a different place than it will if it's late degrees of Taurus. Because that line that yeah. delineates those houses is in the middle of the sign. You can read whole house signs, but I prefer not to just because I think that this gives you such better detail. So okay. whichever you're comfortable with, totally fine. Also, Jesse totally covers all of this stuff in her community every time they happen. So it's super helpful. So for you, what I'm looking at is 21 degrees of Taurus, which is the latter half of the sign of Taurus. So mm -hmm. I can see that that's gonna fall in your third house. So when that transit happens, because you don't have any placements there, you're gonna mm -hmm. feel it, right? Mm -hmm. Because this is gonna be not native to your normal energy that you carry. So right. we look at your birth chart as like the blueprint for who you are as an energetic being. And everybody is so completely unique because not only do you have this like energetic blueprint, but you also have all of your lived experience as well. 
And you can't negate that. Like I can look at the data that comes through a chart and tell you what I see, but that doesn't make you who you are. Who you are right. is determined by so many other things, right? Right. So when you have somebody read your chart, it's important to pick somebody who resonates with you. Because when I read, I'm going to ask you questions and give you feedback based on your chart because that's how I am as a person. Uh, you can tell, like in our podcast when we're talking, I'm asking questions, you're asking questions, and there's a give and take that's taking place. If you yeah. don't like that, don't have me read your chart because you're not going right. to enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. I Does that make questions. sense? Yes. <laughs> that's totally yeah. fine. And Absolutely. we'll totally cover all this stuff as it happens in the Patreon group. I will pull anybody's chart that wants to look at it. We'll draw circles and show you where everything's happening and explain it in great detail because I know that this is something that people really want to know, especially because we do have this really big like awakening cycle that's hitting us this year. So, yeah. All of that being said, the end of the year is when the Mars retrograde in Leo is going to happen. So you kind of have a lot of buildup to that. We do have like our Mercury retrogrades that are going to happen in fire. And then that Mars retrograde is going to hit. And I don't think it's going to be bad. I think that you're going to okay. feel it, but I don't think it's going to be that intense. Good. Because Leo is such a beautiful sign. There's so much love and like outpouring of the heart that takes place with Leo. Mm -hmm. And again, Absolutely. that's the strength card, right? Yep. Yep. That's a good so, way to wrap up 2024. In yeah. That case. So it's like kind of revisiting some of those shadow aspects of that, right? And calling yeah. the attention to that. And how does that show up in your life? And what can you do about it? So then we have Jupiter in Gemini. That's going to move into Gemini after, I think it's after this conjunction. Um, but it's squaring Saturn in Pisces. And we'll dive into the details on that in just a second. Then it's going into Taurus. And it's while it's conjunct Uranus, it's also going to be sextile Neptune in Pisces. So this is a favorable placement. There's a lot of ease. There's a lot of gentleness that shows up with a sextile placement. Um, and this is going to be very supportive for anybody who is going through a like a spiritual awakening this year because Pisces is the dreamer right and Neptune is yep. so at home in Pisces they go so well together it's it's very dreamy but it's also kind of esoteric and then there's a lot of um, intuition that comes through both of these um, Neptune's kind of at home there. So that's going to be really supportive. It also could mean that you're going to have some really intense experiences with gifts that maybe you don't know you have yet. Aww, that's really interesting. That. Pluto, like we said before, is spending its final days in Capricorn. And now we can start talking about dates. And this is chronological. If you want to mark dates, you can. If you don't, you can certainly like join us in Patreon or join Jesse's group and we'll talk about all of it in detail. I'll make sure to post about these so that everybody has their awareness on them. Saturn in Pisces from March 7th, 2023 until May 24th of 2025 is where this is going to take place. So all of the next year we have Saturn in Pisces. It will go retrograde on August 31st of 2025 for a minute until February of 2026. So just keep that in mind. Saturn is challenging here because like we just talked about, Pisces is very 
very much about the spirit world. It's very in touch with that. There's a lot of intuitive gifts. I've never met a Pisces that didn't have some kind of gift, right? Some kind of ability to communicate or um, like a spidey sense where they could pick up on things. My dad was a Pisces and he just knew shit and it was so weird. And I was like, how does he know? My husband is a Pisces and he's the same way. Um, wow. I've never met one that wasn't. So, you know, Saturn and Pisces, Saturn is all about rules, structure, traditions, and it can be very restrictive, especially in Pisces. So mm -hmm. you have like that you're going to feel this with your moon for sure. Right. It's going to be like questioning authority, questioning your belief systems. What is the truth? It also affects technology, social media, and your third eye. We're going to see mm. stuff show up about pharmaceuticals, surveillance, withdrawals from things. So you may find yourself like wanting to pull back from social media and maybe that's how that shows up for you. Um, and then we're also going to see themes of spirituality. And I think some of that is going to come in the form of, like I said before, we have like this awakening kind of energy that's coming in. You're going to be questioning a lot of what you've been taught. Okay. That's unfortunate. I've been there. It super sucks. But yeah. what's on the other side of that storm that you were talking about earlier is really beautiful. The rainbow's oh, yeah. on the other side, right? So you just have to yeah. get through that really hard part. The human design gates that this transit is going to hit are gates 30, which is recognition, 55, which is the gate of spirit or abundance, 37, which is the gate of friendship and community, and 63, which is the gate of doubt. I don't think I have any of those. So you're going to no, feel I have, this. <laughs> I have none of them. None. Yeah. Um, I don't either. <laughs> oh my God. This is why I said we're just going to have to hold hands and get through but it. The, the thing that I'm thinking of is Saturn is ruled by Capricorn or Capricorn is ruled by Saturn. Yes. So maybe there's some familiarity there. I could see how that's restricting yeah. to the Pisces that having Capricorn be my sun sign, maybe there's like familiarity, right. right? Yeah, yeah. Like you're you're going to be able to probably hold space for people who do not have those energies in their chart because okay. you already understand what that dynamic feels like. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes me feel better. Like I could be there for people who are just going through like a tough time with this. Yeah. Yeah, because there will be people who go through hard time with this, you know? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that. I can handle, <laughs> I can hang. <laughs> so our next transit, chronologically, is Uranus in Taurus. So this begins on May 15th of 2018, and then it ended on November 6th of 2018. So if you are a journal keeper, you can go back and reflect on that time period and kind of see what was coming up for you. We also will be experiencing this from March 6th of 2019 until July 7th of 2025. So this kind of is the closing chapter of that pandemic period. Um, we're going to see it again in retrograde from November 7th of 2025 until April 25th of 2026. And if you don't catch all of these dates, it's okay. I'm going to make sure we list those all out in the show notes. Um, and also, we'll be covering the same material next year, and I'll update, you know, whatever is coming through there. 
So Uranus represents innovation, eccentricity, rebellion, liberation. And in Taurus, it's going to affect material possessions, wages, the way we look at food, sensuality, and how we treat Mother Earth. Yeah. There is a very big theme here of deconditioning. Mm-hmm. So if you are not a rip the band-aid off kind of person, this is going to feel intense. And it's you're probably going to be met with a lot of resistance. So watch for that. Um, where you feel yourself resisting, I would encourage anybody to write down what's coming up for you and just sit with those feelings and see if you can process through them. If you can't, there's a ton of people who are able to hold space and help process those things. Um, you can always book time with me if you'd like to sit through something. If you don't like the way I hold space for people, that's okay. You can work with somebody else. I would just tell you, make sure you do your homework and that you're working with somebody who's not going to just leave you open when they send you home. Right. That is a huge deal to me. I've had my own kind of experiences with that in the last month that have been very intense and very frustrating. I'm just going to say it really sucks to have to clean up the mess somebody else made. Mm -hmm. So we'll leave it there. Um, this is going to be hitting... Human Design Gate 23, which is assimilation, that's in the throat center. And Gate 8, which is contribution, also in the throat center. So we have the upper part of the throat in Gate 23 and the lower part of the throat in Gate 8. If you have Gate 1, this is going to complete some things for you and activate your throat center. I don't have any of those. No. None. No, nope. you everything you have is in the bottom of your chart. <laughs> None. I remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, don't you have gate 47 in the third eye center? That I have 43. Down. 43. Is that the one in the middle? Yeah. Oh shit. Let me just look. I have 60 64 in the head and then third eye 43, both conscious so, and subconscious. Okay, so 43 is the other half of 23. 43 is the gate so that of insight. Counts? That counts. <laughs> so okay. what this is going to do for you is it's going to give you access to your logic center in a way that you normally don't have. That's and good. it's also going to give you access to a defined throat center that you also oh. normally do not have. So you're going to be speaking your mind a lot during this time period. And it's okay for you to do that. I like that. I would just okay. say make sure that you're doing it in places where you're respected and honored. Yeah. That's the only caveat to that. I think it's great that people speak their minds, but there, where the throat is not attached to a motor center in this scenario, it kind of acts like projector energy. So just make sure that you're being invited to share. Otherwise, mm -hmm. I would say write it down and, you know, process it in your own way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You attract more flies with honey than vinegar, right? Like you're going to be right. bringing it up. So <laughs> just gotcha. keep, that, keep that in mind. Be aware of that. Okay. So the next one that we have is Neptune in Pisces. This is happening from April 4th of 2011 until January 27th of 2026. It's awesome because Neptune in Pisces is in the sign of its rulership. Oh, nice. So it's like very harmonious. It's very in flow. Um, 
Neptune represents, like we talked before, dreams, imagination, spirituality. It also represents the way that we escape reality, mm -hmm. our tendencies for escapism, um, and how we kind of delude ourselves. Mm -hmm. The things that we like dream up and tell ourselves to pull ourselves out of things that are uncomfortable. So um, we're coming up on the closing chapter of this. It's been happening for quite a long time. With this in Pisces, the theme kind of is a lot of imaginations, dreams, energetic boundaries. They're a big theme here. Spirituality, social media, transcendence, compassion, and imagination. So we have a lot of the same things that Pisces is known for, right? This does affect right. a lot of technology and things like that. This is going to be hitting Human Design Gate 36, which is the gate of crisis. And gate 25, which is the love of spirit. I have, have 36 because everything is crisis. And then what was the other one? <laughs> 25. That comes I off of the one. identity or the G center. So 25 is a really interesting gate. It's one of my favorites. And only two people in my house have it. Mm -hmm. And I am not one of them. So <laughs> gate 25 is actually a very intensely healing kind of energy that people naturally carry. Um, gate 25, you literally heal other people by just being in their presence. Oh, I love that. Isn't that fascinating? That's awesome. So very cool. Um, everybody's going to have their own experience with this energy. So it could be really intense. It could be really beautiful. It might make you feel really weird. Just keep that on your radar because it's coming. <laughs> so... Now we move into Pluto. So Pluto will be entering Aquarius, right? And yes. retrograde back into Capricorn. It stations direct October 10th of 2023. So it's in direct motion currently as we're recording. It will enter Aquarius on January 21st of 2024. So a couple of weeks after this podcast goes live, Aquarius will move into or Pluto will move into Aquarius and it will stay there. Good. It's their turn. Yeah. <laughs> it will go retrograde again on May 3rd of 2024. It will enter Capricorn in retrograde motion for the last time in our lifetime on September Good. 7th, 2024. Then it will station direct again at 29 degrees of Capricorn October 12th of 2024. The reason that I'm emphasizing the degrees is because 29 degrees of Capricorn is a critical degree. Oh. It is the last degree of Capricorn, and this is literally the dying breath of this happening. So watch what's happening in the world at that point in time. Mm. If shit's going to hit the fan, this is when it's going to happen. What right uh, can you say the the time frame again? Uh, yes. It was like the end of nearing the end of 2024. So it's going to go retrograde at two degrees of Aquarius, May 3rd, and it will station direct at 29 degrees of Capricorn on October 12th. It will be in Capricorn from September 2nd to October 12th. So watch that window. And then it enters Aquarius again on November 20th. And then it never comes back to Capricorn in our lifetime. It come back in our lifetime. So we can just <laughs> be done. 
been there, done that. Bye. Yeah. Um, it is kind of interesting because this is all going to be taking place in gate 60, which is the gate of acceptance. And you have this in your chart. I'm looking at your chart right now. <laughs> I do have it. Yes. Finally. Finally. Something that's not going to knock your socks off. <laughs> <laughs> I know this feeling. Yes. Okay. You'll be like, I don't know why everybody's being so weird. <laughs> As okay. I've been panicking throughout the rest of the year until this point, it's like <laughs> I'm laid back, relaxed. Day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um, okay. So some of the themes for Pluto is death and rebirth. That's literally what Pluto is about. It's about transformation. It's also about the shadow, which is why we're seeing so much about shadow work right now, because Pluto mm. is literally about the shadow. Mm -hmm. It's everything we don't want to look at. It's everything we try to hide from the world, right? And mm -hmm. with this kind of transit, it's going to bring all your shit right to the surface. So mm -hmm. if you're not doing shadow work already, you might want to start. If you have been doing shadow work, this won't be anything. <laughs> It'll be easy. You've already done the hard part and you're not being forced, you know, into a situation that you don't want to be in you're already doing the work so yeah that makes sense my whole life pluto has always been my favorite planet and mm -hmm. i was very sad that it was downgraded to a dwarf planet mm -hmm. and it's still for whatever reason one of my favorite planets and i i mean just thinking about it it's the outermost planet before there's like nothing that's a theme in my life, like we were talking about before we started recording, like just being that outsider and feeling like the outsider and feeling alone and just that's Pluto because it's out there and it takes a long time to go around. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, like 15 years in a sign, right? Right. And that's like a, a theme of my life and something that I'm kind of uncovering at this time in my life. Like just having things take a lot longer than you maybe expect or maybe you plan or maybe what's in the cards and you kind of just have to ride the wave that's given to you, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it does like make Pluto. sense. Yeah, just ride the path, right? Um, <laughs> I did have somebody explain it to me once that... Um, change in life is a lot like being on a raft floating down a river and if you reach out for every branch and you struggle the entire time you're not going to have a very good time but if you just relax right. and let it take you where it needs to take you and you just observe and find the magic in all those moments it's a lot easier to get through those and i say that as someone who also needs to take my own advice <laughs> who needs because to not I, for the branch. <laughs> I struggle for every freaking branch and, yep. you know, surrender, like, just, just let it take you where it's going to take you. Yeah. It's going to be okay. You know? Yeah. Everything works out. Yeah. Or another. So what we're going to see with this is this kind of death and rebirth in Capricorn. It represents business, government, structure, systems, and public image. And how much of that have we already seen in 2023? Right. We already have seen a lot of those things, like a lot of businesses, yeah that, you know, some of their shit's getting aired out to dry and everybody's like, what? Like, we had no idea that this was happening, 
right? Yeah. That's also happening with our government. So we see that there as well. We're also taking a hard look at a lot of the systems that we have in place that are not serving anyone. Mm -hmm. So these are all the themes that will continue throughout 2024. But as it moves into Aquarius, we're also going to see a lot of unconventional stuff coming to the mm -hmm. surface. A lot of unconventional solutions to problems, right? There's a lot of humanitarian focus. We're going to see a lot of progression in technology, um, mm -hmm. a lot of building of community, which we've already kind of seen as well. That was kind of a theme for a few months this year as well in 2023. What to expect with this is there's going to be kind of an air of revolution. Mm which can be good or bad, right? Yeah. We continue to see secrets coming to the surface, things people would rather have hidden. Uh, we're going to see what freedom looks like, mm. uh, both the good and the bad of that, because we do have some retrograde, right? Um, yeah. Technology is going to continue to grow. Stuff with space is going to be coming up. There is a theme with that. And there's going to be some restructuring that comes back to a lot of these systems that we've realized do not serve anyone. Some of the main things that Jesse has called out are that corruption is going to be continued to be exposed. Oh. There will be a transformation of some sort with the government. The power is going to shift back to the people. There will be changes in law and in the system and how it operates. Don't we have an election year coming up too? Yes, we do. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. If you think the bullshit's already thick, wait until the election comes because <laughs> that's <laughs> when they're going to lay it on you. Um, banking, business, and economy, we're going to see a little bit of an overhaul with some of those systems as well. Um, there is a reason that like cryptocurrency has been such a big thing and it hasn't mm -hmm. gone anywhere. And that's the unconventionality that's kind of showing up in this right. space, right? And we're going to continue to see that. We're also going to see a lot of scientific breakthrough, which I thought Ooh. was really interesting. We're going to see more stuff about aliens. Um, Your favorite? I'm okay with it now. I have different <laughs> opinions now than I did when I was a kid, but I was terrified as a kid. <laughs> um, there will be a little bit of like an industrial revolution that will start. So we're going to start to see um, the way that we perform tasks and complete things that's going to be overhauled. We're going to see a lot more with uh, robotics that's going to take place. This is kind of all represented by Aquarius. There will be a lot of policy change. We're going to see changes with epigenetics. And there's going to be, along with the corruption that's going to be exposed, a lot of secrets are going to be exposed. And what that does is ultimately that takes us to a space where freedom is much more broad and available to a lot more people because the secrets that kept them out of that will no longer be holding structure. People have been talking about it for a long time and it's going to continue to be a very big theme. Pluto is, even if it is just a dwarf planet, it does affect a lot of things. So we'll just kind of- a lot of power. Yeah. Small yeah. but mighty. Small but mighty. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll continue to see a lot of this. Um, and I don't say these things in any way to, like, make anyone fearful. Right. And this is also not, like, advice. Like, don't no. 
take all your money out of the stocks or don't no. invest all your money in crypto. Like we're not giving advice or anything. <laughs> I am I am not that expert. I cannot give you that advice. As we're much as I would talk to know that. I'm just telling you what we can see looking at the sky. Yeah. I am Galileo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I am Galileo. Um, I am Nostradamus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next thing that we're going to see is Chiron moving into Aries. So this will take place February 18th of 2019 until April 14th of 2027. It's going to be here for a long time. Chiron has a very slow transit. Chiron, as we discussed before, represents wounds, but also the healing and being of service to others. So this is really like people who go through difficult things as a young person and then kind of alchemize that experience and use it to heal masses, right? Like that's what Chiron literally, his story was, is that he was wounded by an arrow and instead of choosing to fight back, he decided to learn how to make medicine and heal people. Mm, so very cool. Like um, in Aries, we're going to see a lot of independence and self-assertion. This is also going to feed any conflict that could lead to war. Oof. So that's a big one. It also is ambition and drive. So the theme of Chiron and Aries is taking action on healing the self. It also represents identity crises, um, finding your own voice, confronting conflict, standing up for yourself, overcoming wounds to the head and the heart, taking responsibility and not blaming others, and the collective wounds around war. So the way oh, wow. that war affects people, you know, traumatically, we're going yeah. to see a lot of that being turned into something much better. Good. Yeah. Uh, these are going to take place in Human Design Gate 51. So shock, which will be super fun. And Gate 42, which is finishing things. And I find that very fitting for what we're talking about you know, the themes for this being in the gate of finishing things, I think is appropriate. So yeah, that one feels big, but also really good. Well, and I have both the ones that connect. So I have 42 and 53 conscious and sub like, I forgot red and black, like I forgot which one is which but mm -hmm. um, red 42 connects with 53 black. So that's nice. I have yeah. something. Yeah, that one won't be quite so intense for you. I think you're still going to feel it, but it'll be more like on the periphery for you. Mm -hmm. You okay. will feel it moving through the gate of shock. Of course I will. Because yeah. why wouldn't I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So our next one is Mercury retrograde. And as we discussed, these are all going to be in the fire signs. Okay. There is like a slight moment of earth that's going to take place but it's just a moment. Like it's literally a couple of days. So the dates for these Mercury retrogrades are April 1st to April 25th. This takes place in Aries at 27 degrees to 15 degrees. This will be human design gate three, which is the gate of ordering, gate 42, which is the gate of finishing things, and gate 51, which again, is the gate of shock. 
So we're going to feel that one pretty early on in April. The next one is August 4th through August 28th. This begins in Virgo. This is the moment of Earth that we get here. It goes from Virgo at 4 degrees to Leo at 21 degrees. This is going to take place in Human Design Gates 59, which is the Gate of Seduction. 29, which is the Gate of Perseverance. And Gate 4, which is the Gate of Answers. And I think that it's interesting that it wraps up in gate four, which is the gate of answers. So maybe that's going to bring you some answers to things that you normally wouldn't have access to if you don't have this in your chart naturally. Yeah, no, none of those. I don't, either. <laughs> I don't have that well, one either. I, I think yeah. I'll be okay. The first retrograde of 2024. This one, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the third one is November 25th through December 15th in Sagittarius from 22 degrees to 6 degrees. And this will hit Human Design Gate 26, which is the gate of the trickster or the salesman, and Gate 5, which is the gate of patterns. So we're really going to be brought into a state of play with this one. That's kind of what the salesman gate is about. Uh, it's like the jokester, the people who like to pull pranks on people who have a really lighthearted, fun-loving energy, but also can see the best of what everyone needs. So I love that for us to wrap out the year. Um, and gate five is, again, that structure kind of showing up, the gate of patterns, right? Um, so showing up and, and teaching you maybe like what routines are really helpful for you, what parts of your routines are not helpful for you. So you can take a look at, you know, how that affects your chart, if it's going to define anything for you, um, or if you're maybe not going to have such a hard time with that one. We both have gate five in our charts, so yeah. I don't see yeah. that hitting us very hard, but it will be interesting Good. to see how it helps the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. um, so Mercury kind of affects communication, the mind thinking. I feel like I, and I don't know about you, but like for me, Mercury retrograde is always miscommunications. And I feel like my brain is buffering. I'm like, I, what am I trying to say? Um, you know, it yeah. always affects those things. There's always going to be things where like wires get crossed. It's an invitation to slow down. Technology really. just yeah, doesn't work right. No. <laughs> we the weirdest always, things happen. Every single episode we have ever recorded and tried to put out during a retrograde has had problems. I've had to like <laughs> manually send the episode um, when I've had it scheduled. I had like a ton of issues with my newsletter in the last one. I had issues with the Patreon. Like I got locked out and couldn't get back in. What? It was a whole thing. Yeah. And then the next day it was fine. So. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. It was so weird. Um, yeah. And, and throughout the year, like I've just had some really weird experiences with it. So just slow down, really. Yeah. Right. Just it's an invitation. Come back to, to it later. Down. Yeah. Maybe you're maybe the, you're being redirected by the universe to something else. And that's OK. Um, the aspects that this is going to hit is our karma our relationships, and our healing. So slow down in all of those areas. Really take extra time to read through anything you're going to sign. Take extra time to think about, you know, the text you're going to send. 
please proofread. I say that as someone who doesn't do this. It is so painful because I send texts and people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Your typos are iconic. They are things yeah. of um, myth and legend. They are now because yesterday I left a comment about glue on a nail video and I typed glute. And now <laughs> everyone is dying over my typo. It's great. It was hilarious, but I was a tiny bit wounded by it. <laughs> I was Aww. like, oh my God, I'm so professional. Like, why would I make that mistake? Of course it would think I was talking about an ass cheek. Why would it be anything else? <laughs> Retrogrades are so hard for me. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's funny. Okay. So what we're going to see a lot with these retrogrades, because they are in fire signs, we're going to see some aggression that's going to show up. This is why I said it's going to be a little bit spicy. There are going to be some power shifts. We're going to see resignations. We're also going to see promotions. And we're going to see people parting ways. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a lot of rescheduling and cancellations. A lot of cover-ups that are going to take place, but then also exposures of those cover-ups. We're also going to see a lot of old wounds coming back and trauma that's healing because this is an aspect to Chiron. Okay. So now we're going to move into eclipses. I oh. love eclipses. Ooh, okay. They're fun. So we kind of started this nodal shift already with our most recent eclipse. Let's see. The last time that we saw this Aries Libra axis was 1995 to 1997. It was exactly the same as it is now, which is Aries in the North Node, South Node being Libra. And this is really interesting because it's like Aries represents a me focus. Libra represents a we focus. So we Aww. kind of see like this power struggle dynamic of it flip-flopping back and forth. So from 2013 to 2015, North Node was in Libra and South Node was in Aries. And you can take a look again if you oh. have journals or photos or some way to go back and remember where you were during these times. And you can see like the themes that were coming up for you. The first one is a penumbral lunar eclipse. It's on March 25th at five degrees of Libra. So if you want to know where this is going to hit your chart, open up that big circle chart and look at where five degrees of Libra falls for you. So five degrees of Libra in your chart is going to be your seventh house. So that's going to have a little bit of like a Sagittarius mm. flavor to it. It's going to be mm. spicy for you. It's also going to affect your um, like relationships, your community, your personal like your, your personal family, your extended family, um, your chosen family, like all of those things are going to be a theme for that eclipse. Mm -hmm. um, but it's harmony is the theme because it's in Libra. Hey, good. So that's a really good, good place for that to be. Um, it's going to be hitting human design gate 18. Gate 18 is the gate of judgment or correction. Um, I have this gate. I don't think uh you do not yeah no we've had this conversation before i remember yeah 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 <laughs> so this is a projected gate 
if it's not asked for, it's not going to be received well, and it sucks sometimes. So if you have this in your chart, I feel for you. If you don't have this in your chart, you're going to feel what the rest of us feel. <laughs> um, not me rubbing my hands like Mr. Burns. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Not really. Um, so the external themes around this are the relationship and the self. And you're going to be looking at how to achieve a better balance between power in that dynamic. It's really going to be like if if we want to talk about relationships and the self, what better relationship would this affect than your parent? Right? Mm -hmm. Like. For sure, this is going to affect my relationship with my mother. Oh, yeah. It's a, it, but in a great way, it it represents harmony. Oh, Something that's true. Forward yeah. to that, right? Good. We're also going to kind of see this aspected by Saturn and Venus both being in Pisces at the time. Saturn is responsibility. Venus is how we give and receive love. There's going to be probably a little bit of friction there because those are not similar, but it's showing up for your best purpose. So then we have a total solar eclipse. This one takes place April 8th at 19 degrees of Aries. This is very much about independence. Mm -hmm. This is going to be happening in Human Design Gate 51. A lot of theme around Gate 51, which is shock. So again, <laughs> that one is coming up a lot. It is. There's a lot of things moving through that one this next year. So buckle up. It's going to be aspected by Mars and Saturn, both being in Pisces and Jupiter conjunct Uranus and Taurus. So we are going to have um, some challenges showing up because of that Saturn in Pisces. Remember, there's a little bit of that restriction and the desire to be in flow and in unrestrained, but that restraint is showing up there. And then we also will see that Jupiter conjunct Uranus and Taurus. So there's foundations. That'll be a really, probably a really um, revealing time for a lot of people in relationships where you're trying to establish maybe some boundaries or some foundations in those relationships and this is going to show you where that work needs to be done then we're going to have a partial lunar eclipse in september on the 17th at 25 degrees of pisces this is probably going to hit you because your moon Love is that. almost those exact degrees this is going to be a very emotional eclipse for you september so we'll watch for that um <laughs> This yeah, is when yeah. he designed Gate 36. Gate 36 is about crisis. So <laughs> you have it naturally. It won't be that bad. But, I, ugh. <laughs> but still, like shock and crisis. <laughs> like, come on. I know. We have a lot of that theme. I don't have either of those gates in my chart. And I feel like this year is going to rock me. <laughs> It's oh. going to be hard, but it'll be okay. I'll be here for you because yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, the theme for this eclipse, because it's in Pisces, and it's kind of the first one that we see of this shift of the next eclipse cycle, is going to be your mind-body-spirit connection and any new energy. So pay attention to that connection during that time. Um, just watch for anything that's kind of showing up. There is a note here that surrender to the flow and watch for escapism in that time. Right. And then our last one is the annular solar eclipse, October 2nd at 10 degrees of Libra. This is in human design gate 48. 
and gate 48 is about depth. Um, the internal themes for this are self and relationships. It's aspected by the moon and Mars in Cancer. So the moon will be in Libra and that's where we're going to kind of see the harmony showing up here. But um, gate 48 being the gate of depth, this one might get really interesting for a lot of people. And like wanting to Do you think to I have it? Do you no. have that one? I don't think so. No. No, no of course I don't. I don't either. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, it's fine. It just means that you're going to feel it differently, right? But um, yeah, there's a lot of really good, a lot of really good things happening with the eclipses, I think. I love this series of them. I remember what I was going through 2013 to 2015, and it felt a lot less, um, I don't know, it felt a lot less intense at that time. This last one that we had was my nodal return, and it kicked my ass. Like, it really was super hard for me. Um, and these ones I feel are going to be a lot easier. Unless, of course, this is your nodal return, then it might be really difficult. You can take a look at your chart or if you have questions, like I said, send us a message and we'll talk about it. So we're going to see these nodal shifts moving into Pisces Virgo axis in 2025. The last time that it was here was 1997 to 1999. And that was the same north node in Pisces, south node in Virgo. And then also in 2015 to 2017, which was north node in Virgo, south node in Pisces. So we're coming back to north node in Pisces, south node in Virgo. So look at both of those time periods and kind of see like what was showing up for you. Um, there's a lot of themes around learning to heal and move towards service to others. There's a lot of spiritual wellness themes that are showing up here, which is perfect because we do have this kind of energy of a spiritual awakening that's taking place. There's a lot of aspects going on here. There usually are with these. Um, if you want to know more about all of that, let us know and we can deep dive into what each of these might mean. So let's move to our North Node conjunct Chiron and Aries. This one I feel is probably pretty going to hit a lot of people. It's going to be pretty impactful um, because this is happening in Chiron. It does have to do with the wounds and healing and service. It's also going to be a lot of illuminated shadows. So again, if you have not been doing shadow work, now is the time to start. This is taking place in gate 51. We have a lot of stuff that's activating gate 51 this year. This has to do with karma and fate. Anything you're avoiding is coming to the surface. So you might as well rip the Band-Aid off and confront it now. And I'm telling you that because I do not want to see people <laughs> get their ass kicked over this, you know, like energetically. <laughs> well, yeah, it's going to be big. Um, this is really going to impact the cardinal signs, which of course is Capricorn, Cancer, and Libra. Any placements that you have in any of those signs from 11 degrees to 21 degrees are the ones that are going to be impacted because this is going to be aspecting those at a square. Squares represent challenge. This is where things like to butt heads and fight against each other. I kind of look at them as like sandpaper to your soul. This is going to rough out all of those pointy edges and smooth you down so that you can kind of tumble with that flow a little bit better. It's always for our higher purpose. It doesn't feel good. So we're going to watch for those. Um, that's going to start on February 19th. 
of 2024. Then on April 20th of 2024, Jupiter conjunct Uranus and Taurus at 21 degrees. This is in human design gate 23 of assimilation. So this is gate 23 is really being able to take ideas like big picture ideas and dissect them down into much smaller pieces and then be able to explain them in a way that other people understand. This is a really cool kind of energy to have, especially because of the foundational aspect of Taurus. Taurus is all about building healthy foundations, building relationships, expressing the self. And I love that in this place of, you know, design gate 23. I think that's perfect. The last time that we experienced Jupiter conjunct Uranus in Taurus was in 1941. This was the rise what? of Rosie the Riveter, the Equal Pay for Women Act, U.S. aid, and a ton of new inventions. So Ooh. very cool to be returning to such, such an energy in a time like this. I'm excited mm -hmm. to see what that brings. The aspects we're talking about here are the Sun square Pluto. We have the Moon opposing Neptune and Mars. Chiron is conjunct Venus. So that's going to show up in relationships. And Mercury retrograde in Aries is going to be happening at the same time. So there's going to be some really big shifts all throughout the month of April because there's a ton of stuff happening. The themes around this month are abundance, expansion, innovation, eccentricity, finances, material wealth, food, sensuality, Mother Earth, big shifts in the outlook on what abundance actually looks like, a lot of sales, a lot of free offers, and a ton of simplifying. Because of that gate 23 energy, we're going to see a lot of reductions and simplifications so that things are more accessible to everyone instead of only to people who say want to pay $10,000 for a course, right? We're going to see that really mm -hmm. shift, which I'm excited about. Um, this is going to mostly hit fixed placements. That's going to be anything in Aquarius, Scorpio, or Leo from 16 degrees to 26 degrees. Again, this is square aspected. April's going to be a good month. I'm really excited to see what happens. Yeah. I'm excited to see too. how that rolls out for everyone because I think, I think we've all kind of been stuck in this pressure cooker for so, so long, especially with the pandemic and everything that everybody went through during that time. I don't know a single person who had it easy. You know what I mean? Like everybody yeah. struggled. Yeah. Everybody was going mm -hmm. through stuff. So I think it's going to be really cool to finally really fully come out of that. And I'm hopeful that that's what this will be. So then May 23rd of 2024, Jupiter will be sextile Neptune in Taurus at 29 degrees. This is human design gate eight and 25. We already talked about these. Gate eight is the gate of contribution and 25 is the gate of love of spirit. So these are going to be pretty interesting. The last time that we saw this was from 2012 to 2013. You can kind of look back and see what you felt and how abundance started showing up. There are a lot of themes of abundance that are coming through. There's also going to be Jupiter entering Gemini, and it will stay there until June of 2025 during this time. And this is going to be a lot of confusion over purpose 
and collecting a profit. Oh, okay. Themes around this are communication, facts, community, um, what is intellect and what is curiosity? How do those show up for you? Um, connection, socializing, education, growth, abundance, all that stuff. So a lot of a lot of heady thinking, but also mm -hmm. taking a hard look at what our communities actually need to be supported. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I love that for us. Any houses that are ruled by Gemini, any personal planets in those areas are going to be impacted. So again, take a look at that circle and see what house Gemini is over. Yours is the fourth house and fourth house is the subconscious. Ooh. But it also represents the home. And I think that that's funny because you were talking about already like making those improvements. And I don't know right. if you've ever noticed this, but I have definitely noticed that when I take time to like clean off my desk or clean off my dresser, my mental state is so much better. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting that those two things are tied. We're also going to see this hit gates 8, 20, 16, 35, and 45. So all of those are up in the throat. And the throat in human design represents manifestation. I love that. So we have a ton of manifestation power that's coming in starting in May. Um, it's all in the throat. It's going to be squared August 19th. And on December 24th, we have some more aspects that are coming through. So just kind of watch for those dates, May 25th, August 19th, and December 24th to see what starts coming through. Um, we did have that great conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn in Aquarius back on December 21st of 2020. Remember, everybody was saying that it was uh, the same type of event that happened when Jesus was born. Mm. And that's why the star looked so big in the sky. So we're familiar kind of with this. This has been happening since 2020 off and on, uh, but it hasn't been activating stuff in the manifestation center. So this is going to come through in a lot different ways for people. Other notable aspects. August 19th, we have a T-square. This is going to hit mutable and fixed signs. Pisces, Gemini, Virgo, Leo, and Taurus. T-squares represent conflict and really challenging aspects. So it's going to affect all of those. That's going to hit your moon. So just be aware of it. It might not hit you super hard. We also have a yod that's forming. And if you don't know this, I'm obsessed with yods. They're <laughs> fascinating. Um, the Sun, Pluto, and Neptune are all going to form a yod in August. Do you want to explain what a yod is? So a yod in Hebrew means the finger of God or the finger of fate. So if you have a yod in your chart, they're kind of hard to see. It will show up as a very narrow triangle. The apex of that is kind of pointing toward your purpose. So I have a yod in my chart and this is why i'm obsessed with it my apex of my yacht is chiron of course it is it of also course. involves pluto and neptune so mm -hmm. pluto being the secrets and the transformation neptune being our spirituality and then chiron being the way that you heal other people so this is why i do what i do and it's so nice mm -hmm. to see that in a birth chart and to have it feel so valid Right. I found that out earlier this year also because of Jesse's class, because she's amazing. I never would have found it otherwise. I've had my chart read by other people. They never picked up on it. So 
fascinating oh, wow. game changer yeah. for me. It it forced me to look at everything I ever went through in a completely different lens. Right. And that radically changed the story that I tell myself. So Aww. this is why I'm so passionate about the astrology. This is why I care so much about other people having access to their own information. Um, yeah. And starting in January on the Patreon, we are going to be doing a class that lasts all year where we're going to address all of this stuff. We're going to talk about aspects. We're going to talk about houses, signs, degrees, everything. And I'm going to teach you how to pull up your own chart and what that looks like. And then we're also going to talk about the human design elements that are going to come into that. So if that's interesting to you, sign up. The link is always in the description. You're more than welcome to come and join for a week. And if you find that it doesn't work for you, that's okay. But I'll also have the class available at the end of the year for purchase to go back through and, and relearn it. Or I, I mean, if there's enough interest, I could put the, the course for sale separate from Patreon, but I really just want to let the Patreon people have access to it first because you guys have supported me for so long. So I'm really excited to dive into that. I think a lot of people are going to learn a lot of things there. Mm -hmm. So continuing from 2020, we are going to continue to have the feeling of a pressure cooker. There is kind of that energy, right? Like we've all felt it to some degree or another um, there is a lot of communication needed to be able to move through the conflict that's showing up. We also are going to have some chaos that's going to take place in the financial market. But it's an election year. That's not a surprise, right? We always have issues on an election year. Um, yeah. A lot of truth being exposed, but also repressed. A lot of toxicity literal toxicity and figurative. So we're going to be learning a lot more about this. We've kind of seen a lot of that um, hitting more of the mainstream stuff, talking about what types of things are showing up in our products. I mean, how long have people been talking about clean beauty, um, not putting certain things in your beauty products or your bath products or things like that? There's been a lot of talk in the last five years about glyphosate and what that does to people. There's a lot of studies that have been done on fluoride and how that affects your brain. Um, there's been a ton of other information, things that we thought were relatively safe at the time are coming out now that we have so much data, we're able to actually study this and see how it's affecting the human body. So we're going to continue to see those things start popping up in mainstream. If you're not sure about all of that stuff, I think it's totally safe to approach those from an eye of skepticism. You can look at any of that stuff and say, you know, this could be misinformation. Um, any article that you find on PubMed probably isn't misinformation, right? There are a couple right. of accounts that I can link in our show notes of people that I follow that I feel give very accurate information. They're always willing to share the PubMed articles where they've found their research, they share the studies that they've read, they share the perspective and what they've learned through their own experiences. There's a ton of stuff out there. You really have to comb to find it. You have to be following the right stuff on social media in order to find these things. So I'm just going to put them in our show notes. You guys can go check them out and see if it resonates with you. Follow along. If it doesn't, that's okay. Um, but just be so careful about where you get your information because misinformation has been a thing for the entire pandemic and it will continue to be a thing. Overindulgence is going to show up. So this is really 
cosmically hilarious because the devil is my card this year and it's all about overindulgence. So that's interesting. Um, the question that goes along with this is where are you leaking energy? Ooh. So this is where energetic boundaries come up. Is it power? Is it finance? Is it in relationship? Is it, is it your work-life balance? Is it, are you not seeing the sun enough? Do you touch grass every day? You know, like there's a lot of things that you can ask yourself where your overindulgence is showing up. And then right. what kind of things are we not seeing or ignoring either by choice or by accident? It happens either way, right? So um, what kind of things are coming up in that sphere? We do have Jupiter moving into gate 35, which is change. This is going to equate to a lot of hunger and desire. There's a lot of adventure associated with that and a lot of a lot of feeling like there's no boundaries. Like there's no there's no fence to keep you in, right? Like it's very expansive feeling. Um, because Jupiter yeah. is kind of expansive and it's in the gate of change. So that's really mm. interesting. And then we have Saturn showing up in doubt, because of course it would. Um, Saturn being all about restriction and rules and tradition, right? And how how we're karmically taught to do things. And then that's showing up in gate 63, which is doubt, inquiry, and truth. So we're going to be really playing in those really expansive energy and then this very restrictive. They're kind of fighting with each other and you may feel a little bit at odds with yourself from time to time throughout the next year. Mm. So we're going to want to look at houses ruled by Gemini and Pisces or your mutable signs in Virgo and Sagittarius from 9 degrees and 22 degrees. That's where you're going to be impacted. And then the Mars retrograde begins December 6th, 2024 and goes until February 24th of 2025. It's at 11 degrees of Leo until 17 degrees of Cancer. And this will be hitting mm -hmm. Human Design Gate 33, which is privacy, 31, which is democracy, 56, which is the storyteller, 62, which is details, and 39, which is provocation. It's interesting that it's ending in provocation. I have 39. I can't find the rest of them. So I don't know. Yeah, they're all over the place. <laughs> um, 33. Oh, yeah. No, I don't have that one. you have. Don't you? It's in the throat. Mm -mm. I don't have any in the throat. Oh, I thought you had that one. Nope. 31. Democracy is also in the throat. 56. The storyteller's in the throat. Oh, yeah. 62 is in the, the head center. And then 39 is provocation. I think I that's in the root. Yeah, that's in the root. Yeah. So we got some really interesting stuff happening there. Again, this <laughs> is happening in the throat, right? There's a lot of throat <laughs> stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, like so. so the themes for this are interesting. This is why I said I don't think this retrograde is going to be so difficult because it's in Leo and Cancer, but it's going to be a lot of themes of confidence, creativity, passion, romance, following your heart, self-expression, taking risks, ambition, reflection on self, and authenticity. And that's I kind of already that. been a theme. Yeah. 
I think, and uh, also, like, I'm not too surprised that a lot of those are in the throat because every Leo I know is so outspoken that it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, the question here around this one is how does your authenticity and self-expression affect or influence those around you? Mm. So it's kind of calling attention to that play off of like yourself in the outer world and the outer world and yourself, which we discussed earlier. So any of your houses that are ruled by Leo, Aquarius, Scorpio, or Taurus from zero to 11 degrees are what's going to be impacted. And that's all my notes <laughs> for the astrology of 2024. <laughs> It is a lot. There's so much more and I could talk for days about all of this stuff, but I've already taken a huge chunk of time out of the podcast. So we'll leave it at that and let's discuss goals now that we have information overload. <laughs> I, I was looking forward to 2024. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> My wheel of fortune just ran me over. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I think it'll be, I think it'll be a good year. Yeah. Um, so my personal goals, I had to really think about this because I usually do a goals page in my bullet journal every single year. And I put things on it that I want to try to accomplish or think about accomplishing somehow, some way. And it's not like I have to do this thing otherwise. Oh, sure. I fail at ever, at life. It's yeah. it's more like a suggestion. And so I haven't done that yet for 2024 as we're recording this. I think I right now I'm kind of taking everything one day at a time. And so that kind of led me to just kind of embrace slow living and mm -hmm. not really looking at the future so hard and really making plans or goals or things i think and, and we've talked about this in a previous episode but my year really starts in march like mm -hmm. when springtime hits so i'm more just like looking forward to my birthday and looking forward to my husband's birthday and like some trips we have coming up but i'm not trying to get too far ahead in the future and be like i want to join a gym i want to do these things like i'm just taking things one day at a time at, at yeah. this point and then i do want to start decluttering and that kind of goes into like making my house into a home and thinking about like decorations and style and how i want to kind of turn things around and you know make things yeah. more comfy or whatever so um i also want to be more intentional so that goes along with like decluttering and picking out furniture you know, using what I have, like, I think the idea of like shopping in your own home is really interesting. Like things that might be hidden that you haven't really thought about. Like you kind of like the things on my desk, I have, my desk is a hot mess, but like really looking at something and be like, oh my gosh, like that is really cool. I could utilize it in this way instead of just, oh, it's there and I'm not paying attention to it. Right. Um, yeah. So I think that's going to be my goals for at least the first half of 2024 just taking things really slow and, and one day at a time and things like that. Yeah. I love that. Um, I kind of had this conversation with my son the other day. Um, we were hanging out outside. The sun was out. It was beautiful. It was so much warmer than it has been <laughs> 
for so long and I was just loving like being out in the sun. But my son said something really interesting. He and his friend had been talking about resolutions. He was like, I think resolutions are stupid. And I was like, why? And he was like, it's just a dumb thing. Like most people set a goal for themselves, like one thing. And they, they trap themselves in it and then they give up halfway through. And I was like, hmm, it's really interesting, um, it, that perspective on it. And so, you know, we kind of went down this route of inquiry where I was asking questions and he was giving me feedback and we were talking about all of it. And he said that he and his friend had decided that it's much better to pick a theme. And I thought that that was really interesting. Also know that he has a defined will center, so he's not going to understand why a lot of people don't follow through on things, right? Because he has mm -hmm. access to that willpower 24 seven and like 80% yeah. of people don't have that. So um, yeah. my husband has it too. That's yeah. why it could be hard sometimes for it's someone like intense. me who's not. Yeah, it's intense. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Which is great. And and I love that for them, but it's not for me. So it's mm -hmm. it's really an interesting exercise in not taking that personally, you know, yeah. like not taking that as a personal attack. Um, yep. But also, as we were talking about it, I was like, you know, I think I've kind of always done that. Like mm -hmm. I used to pick like a thing I wanted to learn. And it was usually something kind of broad, right? So in like 2018, was the year that I was like, I'm going to say yes to all the things. Um, 2017, I was like, I want to learn how to do fermentation. That was my theme was fermentation. So I learned how to make cheese. I learned how to make kombucha. I learned how to do sauerkraut. I learned how to make all of these things. And I'm really, I've always been fascinated by primitive skills. I think that they're mm -hmm. super interesting. Um, I really love learning more about how people lived prior to this time, right? When we didn't have access to all of this stuff. And I heard something really interesting on a podcast uh, the other day, of course, because I'm always listening to something. But um, Matthias Stefano was talking about evolution and like uh, how things change and how things now are so different than how they were like 100 years ago. And one thing that he said was that as humans, we started creating tools outside of ourselves to make our lives easier. But what ended up happening was we slowly lost touch with the earth and the natural cycles. And now we consume everything in fear of death instead of embracing the cycle of death. And what he went on to further explain by that is by living in harmony with the solstice and the equinox, we were honoring the cycle of life and death. And he was saying it's almost like taking a breath and then releasing that breath. We take a breath now and we hold that air in and we try to sit more and like hold as much as possible because we're so afraid of that death, of that letting go and that emptiness that comes with that. And we've, we've kind of learned that behavior, right? He said that it also shows up in like marketing. When people market things to us, they market it as though we're not already enough, as though like what we are is flawed and not enough for someone else. And because of that, you buy this shiny thing over here and now suddenly you become enough for everyone else to accept you. But it doesn't matter right. if other people accept you when you don't accept yourself. Yep. That's really so, powerful. Yeah, I really loved that. I thought it was very interesting. Um, and so I decided that for this next year, what I want to focus on is 
being very intentional with what I'm doing. I want to mm -hmm. focus on bringing my whole self into something. I want to make sure that I'm present for things. I feel like I do a pretty good job of that most of the time. Um, but I really want to work on it because I feel like it could give so much more for other people to come right. from a space of very present um, conversations with people. And I want to try to lean into being more heart-led. I feel like I do that a lot, but I'm not perfect at it. And I know I never will be. There's no like arriving at, right? Right. But I would like to be better than I am today. Yeah. That's my goal. That's my goal is to go in and come from a grounded and centered present space where I can lead from my heart and be very deliberate with my energy and my time and slowing down. Yeah. But I also mm -hmm. am going to be spending a lot of time with the earth. And I'm Aww. so excited about it because the last few years, that's the one thing like being in the pandemic and not being able to leave my house. I loved that for the aspect of being able to get my hands in the soil and like grow things. Right. And I right. really want to come back to that. Last year, I didn't get to do that as much. Um, we had a greenhouse and we had taken it down because we live in a place where we don't always have water. So that's right. complicated. Right. But last year we had so much water. So, you know, of course it would happen the year I take my greenhouse down, but, <laughs> but of you course. know, I want to, I want to be intentional in that space as well, where I'm coming in and I'm doing things deliberately with great effort with the idea that I'm intentionally trying to do this. Like this is where yeah. I want my energy to go. Right. That's my theme as of right now. I love that. I think that's, we both have very like similar yeah. goals for 2024, <laughs> which is awesome. Yeah. And for me, I think we've talked about this too. My new year, I don't really count it until January 21st, which is the astrological new year. That's where human design starts over. Um, and oh. I kind of like having that month of like the quote unquote new year to really feel it out and make sure that what I'm doing is really in line with who I want to be, right? Right. I think maybe that's more accurately my theme for next year is alignment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's I what that. I want. I want to be more aligned with my soul and yeah. so much less invested in other people's ideas of what I should be doing. Right. Because I'm very uninterested really in that. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. And I think that goes back to our like fifth line thing of always like feeling alone, misunderstood. So we want to do things to like fit in and to fight against mm -hmm. that. It's a challenge. Yeah. You know, Never it's a challenge. a challenge. Yeah. I think the first step is like being aware of it. And then the second thing is to it's to just do your own thing and not pay attention to what the rest of the world's doing and yeah because you're not going to be liked by everybody and you're not going to like everybody and that's okay but you'll find your people and you'll find what makes you happy and you'll find your things and that's what matters not yeah external things but also that voice in your head you have to fight against that as well yeah yeah well the last so for the last three weeks i've been on sabbatical which means that I have been 
playing a ridiculous amount of video games, which is super fun. Yes. Um, and just spending time, like just being a human for a minute. And the one thing that I really did want to put my awareness on during that time was my life's purpose gene key. So if you are familiar with this, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you are not, gene keys are kind of like an evolution off of human design where we take a look at some of those placements and figure out like what your purpose in this life is meant to be. And my life's purpose gene key is key 10. So key 10 is uh, the shadow of that is self-obsession. The gift of that is naturalness. And the city, which is like the highest exaltation of this energy is natural or is being just being yeah and it has a fifth line element <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> of course it does um it's also a projector gate in human design so it's just being able to see what is natural for me and authentic being able to live in that authenticity knowing i'm going to trigger the shit out of people and that's okay because i have gate 10 with the fifth line so it's a double whammy right like you either right. love me or you hate me and that's okay either way i mm -hmm. am who i'm for and i'm okay with yeah. that and i've been yeah. leaning more into that like leaning into the space of like it's okay if everybody doesn't like me it's okay if everybody doesn't want to work with me. But like I always say on our podcast, please do your homework. Do not go into a space where somebody is going to tear all your wounds open and send you home open. You need right. to work with someone who has done the work themselves. And this has become very apparent because I've been deliberately sitting with this feeling, right? I've been sitting with what this means and how this shows up in my life. And I have had two separate things that have come up where people have been really triggered and I've had to walk them through things because of the actions of another person. And For I sure. just, I, I hate seeing that happen to people. Please do your homework. The person that yeah. you work with should have done the work. For sure. This is also why I'm very, very cautious about using the word coach in any aspect. I'm nobody's coach. I will be your tour guide. I'm happy to do that. I'll walk you through the jungle. I'm not afraid of the dark. I've mastered the machete. <laughs> I'm very good <laughs> at this. But um, I'm going to do it in a way that will trigger you. Right. You know, and and I have to be okay with that. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's been interesting. It's been a really interesting experiment. And I'm excited to see what more starts to develop out of that. So it'll be an interesting year for sure. So I would love to hear what anybody else thinks about all of this. If you've looked at the astrology and you want to comment on it, please send us your message. You can send us an email. You can send us a DM on Instagram. You can send us a comment on our, on our blog where we post all the show notes, wherever you want to contact us. But I'd love to hear anybody else's perspective on this, or if you'd like to add something to the conversation, we'll do a recap episode in the future. And I would love to bring all of that in. Yeah, I think the recap episode will be interesting because we can touch on some of these things that are, yeah, the themes that are going to happen. Oh my gosh. The themes that are going to happen and see where we're at in our lives. Like that'll be really cool. Yeah. But I, I do want to touch on 
the human aspect because I think our society forgets we're human. Mm, for so I sure. think that's a really good point to end on is to just, it's okay to be human. Like it's something yeah. I can relate to. Um, I'm going through something where it's like, I'm not meeting my expectations and it's really hard, mm -hmm. but I have to remember like I'm human and my journey is going to be different than someone else's or what's yeah. statistically normal. Sure. And, sure. you know, I'm just human. Well, I mean, it's, everybody's okay. different, right? Like mm -hmm. what is statistics? It's just a number. Everybody's right. human. Like you're allowed to be your own anomalous experience outside the statistic. You don't have to follow that. So yeah. yeah. Keep, keep fighting the good fight. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So like Sheena said, write into us weirdlifestylepod at gmail.com. Give us a rating. We would love to know what you think of the podcast. If you have any topics you want us to discuss, we do have episodes planned out for the next about six months or so, but we're more than happy to pivot and talk about anything that you're interested in. And I think this has been a really great episode to lead us into the future and happy 2024. Let's get yeah. fiery. Yeah, let's, let's about to world be burn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll catch you in the next episode. <laughs> Bye.